that we're finishing up the six-week Ephesians series. We started out uh, six weeks ago, the six-week series usually starts six weeks from the end. So about six weeks ago, the question that we were looking at was the interesting thing about religion is God. See, we have this tendency in the church to make the interesting, to try to make the interesting thing about religion us, and it's not. It's God, that the creator of all would want to be in relationship with us, and that led us to the second week, which is the miracle of being included, that the creator of, if you ever think about this, it's just overwhelming, the creator of everything that there is, the more that we learn about how many galaxies and how much there is out there, that that creator wants to be in relationship with you and with me is pretty astonishing, and it's a miracle that we're included, but it also speaks to the fact that we are to be inclusive when it comes to other people, that we are to welcome anyone here. We have one non-negotiable, one exclusive. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Non-negotiable, exclusive part of Christianity. All paths don't lead to God. However, all people are welcome to the throne of God. We went from there to becoming a grounded person. It's really we talked about humility, that it is necessary for us to be humble in order to follow the uh, our God, and then a mature church lives out that humility and spent time in Ephesians chapter 4, that whole that whole chapter speaking to what a mature church looks like and what we at Bold Springs hope to look like. Last week we talked about life as a teachable moment, that there are moments in life that may look like they're negative, but they actually are moments for us to learn from. And today we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. We're going to talk about the armor of God. And so we're in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. So stand firm with the belt of truth buckled about your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. And always keep praying for all of God's teaching. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am ambassador of chains. Pray that I might declare it fearlessly as I should. This is the word of God for all people. Thank you. So the end of the letter of Ephesians were connected back to its beginning. In the first chapter we read the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe. The power displayed when God raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places far above all rule, all authority, and power, and dominion. But despite that triumph, we have to stay alert. We have to stay vigilant. There's a battle going on. It's a, it's a battle that, that against principalities and powers spiritual wickedness in high places. And we don't often talk about this in the church. It's, it's a realm that we don't see with our human eyes. So, so it's kind of this, this we, we acknowledge it, but we said that here on the way. But it's an important battle. Paul gives us the whole armor of God. He gives us armor. 
You know why you need armor? Protection, the fight. Yeah. All right. You know why you need armor? You're in a battle. It's real. It's not fake. It's a real thing. We need the armor of God. The battle is against the forces of evil. And there are forces of evil that we see. And there are forces of evil that we don't. We live in a violent, violent world. Children of these all over the place. Innocence being bombed. Lately it's been a, so much violence and, and mass shootings and, and that. There's stuff going on everywhere. There's evil in this world of ours. And, and we don't like it, but part of us wants to just kind of be, look at the Christian life and go, well, it's supposed to be this nice, cute, beautiful thing, you know, with the bowl of ice cream with the cherry on the top. I mean, Jesus came and all my troubles were wiped away, right? There's a song on that. All my troubles are gone. I've got news for you. That's not my Christianity. You know, the troubles are still there, but you know what? You know who I have that doesn't matter what's going on? You know who's with me in the middle of all this? You can say it. His name is a good one to proclaim. You know who's with me in the middle of all? Jesus. Jesus. So my Lord and Savior, there's not a place that you go or I go that He is not already there. He's there. So yeah, there's going to be ups and downs and sideways and the world's going crazy. But God is with us. The armor of God. These are things for us that, that we have access to in this battle of ours. Truth, peace, faith. So what's that look like? Well, first, truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus also said, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Let me give you a little analogy about truth and honesty, because I think there's a difference between saying something that's true and what Paul's talking about here. Because there are different levels. There was a guy, he was a married guy, went out with a bunch of his buds and they went bar hopping and they were traveling around in the bar, bar, bar. And he met up with this lady and they ended up in a motel room and did things they weren't supposed to do. And he gets home and his wife says, Honey, where have you been? And he says, Well, I was out with my friend. Is that true? It's true, isn't it? It's true. Has nowhere near honesty, but it's true. And we have to be careful that we don't. We're people of truth. It's beyond the surface. We're people of honesty and recovery. One of the chief reasons for that folks are able to stay sober is we have a program of rigorous honesty. Now, it's not brutal honesty, because honesty without compassion can be very brutal. And anybody, anybody who all married, been in a relationship, Okay, your spouse comes to you and, and says, How do I look? <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, you know, there are setup questions, right? Yeah, you look great, huh? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, so it's not that we beat each other up with truth, there's a, you know, but we need to be people of truth. Because that's who we're called to be. Jesus was all about telling people the truth in love. And those who speak the truth through words and actions, sometimes we speak loudest by what we do. I and mean, we heard earlier Robin talk about 
Kevin's been down at fish. We've got other folks down at fish. Connie talking about Jerry. You know, Don mentioned several folks in here. The reason that we do that, for those of you who may not know this, is not so that we can go like this and pat our fish on the back. Because what we do here, we don't do it for us. We're doing it for him. And so when we mention each other, it's for his glory. We, we're going, God, thank you so much for allowing us to be service for, for you and to others in this community. So we, we come together to, to recognize that and to celebrate that. Because that is the truth for us. To celebrate that. And it gives us great power when we confront evil. Because evil is all about a lie. All about a lie. You look at every mass murder, murderer that's out there and they believe a lie of some kind. And it led them to commit a terrible act. Now we are called to peace as a, as a people. Jesus is known as the Prince of Peace. That's from the Old Testament. Isaiah said that. Zechariah spoke in the Gospel of Luke that a child would be, guide our feet into the way of peace. And Jesus in the Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. So it seems a little bit upside down to talk about peace as one of our tools for this battle of war, but it is. God uses peace and love to overcome violence and hatred. You see that in our history as well. And the third that I want to talk about briefly is one we're a faithful people. We're justified by faith. Our salvation is based on that. It's not about works. You don't earn your way to salvation. We're the only religion out there that I know of where it's not about earning your way up the mountain to God because God already came down off the mountain to us. And now it's about saying yes to the free gift that he offered. That's what our salvation is based on. It's, it's a salvation based on, on, on faith. By grace you can save through faith. And earlier in Ephesians it said that this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God that's too great. See, faith is about belief and trust. It's intellectual knowledge, but it's also emotional risk. If you're going to step out in faith, that means that you're stepping out on something that others may not see and they may not agree with and they may ridicule you, and you have to be okay with that. They persecuted and killed Jesus before us. They're going to persecute us, and it's okay. We're in good company. We're in good company. Live out your Christianity. Live out your faith publicly, not just privately. Well, my religion is a private thing. Well, then it's not Jesus' religion. Sorry. I hope you have a private place that you spend with God. But you better be living out your faith publicly. Because that's what it's all to do. Faith allows us to trust in this grace. Because it's not merited. We didn't earn grace. He gives us grace. And that works alongside of our efforts. And often in spite of us, grace is always there. So, you know, our best effort, sometimes we fall short, but God is there to take it the next step and he works through that. We're in a battle. There's going to be constant things pulling at us. But we don't have to engage in that battle unequipped. We've been trained in the knowledge of the truth. If not, we're... Part of what we're doing is going, come on, let's, let's do this, let's live this discipleship style of life. Daily scripture, daily prayer, weekly worship. Daily worship would be a better thing, but I understand that that, that can be confusing. Spiritual friendships. Give up your time, your resources. Be in service inside, outside the wall. Yes, 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 yes. If we'll do that, 
Life will be transformed first and foremost ours. Our death and being in the fashion. So we have the knowledge of truth, the practice of peace, the wisdom of faith, and all of those things are seen in our pastors in the whole armor of God. We can stand firm, regardless of what happens outside. No longer reliant on our own ability to go to the back. And every one of us will come to a point, if you haven't already come to many points, where you've had to stand firm in the face of persecution or in the face of, of a difficulty. You face a decision that's forcing you into a place of choosing, do I compromise my faith in order to get ahead? Racism in the workplace, maybe. We're certainly exposed to a culture that's at odds with our Christian convictions. Boundaries with our children. Pressures in our everyday lives to pull us off track and to get in between us and God. We're going to have to be able to stand firm. We've got to have more than just us. That's where Paul gives us this powerful, powerful tool in this letter. Engage in active spiritual resistance. God shows us a way to do that. And I, I want to, in the tarot that you hopefully are going to take on and take a look at this week, it challenges you to put on the armor of God every morning. And I, I want to just quickly just go through what that might look like. You see, we, I believe in this. I, I've experienced this, this spiritual realm personally, and I know that it's real because of that. And this tool can transform the battle that we face. So when you get up in the morning, just try it for, for a couple of weeks. And if it doesn't do anything, if it doesn't matter, okay. I, but I'm pretty sure that it doesn't matter. So part of the prayer that you get up and, and you start with it is, Lord, I come to you this morning. And I know that there are spiritual forces out there, there are, are things in my life that are going to try to get between me and you. And you've given me this armor, and I don't know exactly how this is going to work, but Lord, I'm going to trust that you do. You tell me to stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around my waist, so I buckle that around my waist. Lord, help me to stand in the truth in this day. To stand for you. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And help me, Lord, to help others see you. So I wear that belt of truth. Help me to love others as you do. Lord, I put on the breastplate of righteousness because you are my righteousness. I know that. And I need you to protect my heart because there are things that are going to try to get to my heart and I need help protection from that. So Lord, I wear this breastplate of righteousness that you might be able to protect me from the forces that are going to try to pull me away from you. And Lord, I put on the, 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 the shoes of the gospel of peace. May every step that I take, Lord, may every step that I take remind me that you are the Prince of Peace and that I am a peace bringer in this world. Help me to wear those, those, those shoes proudly. And Lord, you give me a shield which tells me that I am under attack. So Lord, I take up the shield of the faith. I am going to trust you in everything. And whenever the enemy shoots an arrow at me or, or a friend says a word that, that hurts me or whatever it is, Lord, I'm going to just trust you because you are my God. And I'm going to hold up the shield of faith that those arrows can be extinguished. And Lord, I thank you for my salvation. I put on the helmet of salvation that you would protect my mind. 
But my mind is not always my friend, and that someone is uh, reminding me of who I am, because I am yours. And help me to live that out fully. Help us me to live into my salvation with belief to trust in you no matter what happens. You've got me. And Lord, I take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and Lord, help me to learn as I delve into your Word every single day. Help me, Lord, to, to gather more and more strength for this sword, because, yes, it's a deep, we've been defensive, but there are some times when we've got to be offensive, and you use Scripture against the devil himself, so teach me how to do that with the sword of the Spirit. Lord, I do all these things, and I'm going to live fully out who you are, Father. Put on this armor of God that he talks about. The enemy will no longer have sway. Because you are protected. And you have tools for warfare. And you can win that. You can win that. That's what we can say a little bit about that, right? Something about victory in Jesus. 